What is going on, everybody? It is episode 61 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I am here with my co-host. Introduce yourself, please. Hi, Miracle Sam. Nice to meet you. And we're recording on Tuesday, 22nd of 2022. Uh, Thank you. I had like a brain fart, and it's also cat day. It's it's uh, it's apparently cat day. I don't know what that is exactly. So um, basically in Japan, when it's February 22nd, it's called cat day because the basically the character for um two is knee and apparently it's like it rhymes or sounds like the onomatopoeia for the cat sound yin um yang so it's this cat day so they're like happy cat day interesting yeah it's like a cute little thing they're like oh it sounds like the little cat meows is that why you're fidgeting so much today oh no it's just me being bad that i'm not supposed to have citrus but i'm eating it and i don't feel any allergic reactions Oh, I don't know what that has to do with with no uh, because fidgeting. no because like um I'm just giddy but we have look, a guest host today yeah we have, we have a, a guest, guest host today <laughs> she's enjoying herself please I'm back again <laughs> hi I'm Hannah Claire Bremel I'm a writer for TimCast.com and she's only going to be with us one day this week yes I am I have some uh, personal matters to attend to on Thursday and you guys have very graciously forgiven me for having to be it's absent. okay we'll replace you with Carter who looks like you apparently. I understand yeah th- that <laughs> is interesting I would I would love more outside feedback uh, but several of our coworkers have we're told just gonna me what ha- we look like we're just gonna have him be like my name is Hannah Ca- Claire Brimlow, we're just gonna have him do you. Identity theft is not a joke, Brett. We're, we're gonna do it. We're we're doing it. We're gonna just. It's just Carter Banks will suddenly be you. No, but I actually would love to be on the show with Carter. I think it's so fun to have the perspective of someone whose like interests are so different than yours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also I I I have to say I somehow commandeered my way into being a part of this twice a week, which mm-hmm. I love. No, we, but we sometimes love I think. Maybe they want to give someone else a day. Nope. We but I, also, if you did, I would be sad. <laughs> I, I, we love having you here. We, uh, Dane is becoming very popular as well. So you're gonna have to. You guys might have to fight someday. I oh know, but it's weird. You don't want to share airline with Dane, but you'll share it with Carter. I'd love to like do a show. I think show. he means airtime, uh, not airline. I can't work. I would share an airline with either one of those boys. <laughs> yeah. They're geniuses. No, I would. What I mean is like. If you guys are suddenly like, oh, we're only going to have you on once a week and we're going to replace you with Carter on Thursdays, I'd be like, oh, I guess. That's fine then. Um, See, when, when, you, when you're like, I can't be on this Thursday because uh, it was like right, it was like the next day after I had done IRL. I'm like, was it that bad? No, like, I messaged you and was like, you were great on IRL. Then you never responded, which is fine. Actually, I did, but I never sent it. I did the thing where you type it, and then you, because uh, like on on Slack, you do the thing where you type, but then the button above the send button is like a, it, it makes the message like full size uh, oh, right. to like examine it. And I did that apparently, and, and it never sent. It's not so. a big deal. It's, I mean, you were great on IRL. It was so fun to see you there. Um, so yeah, I, if anyone's watching and hasn't checked out the Timcast IRL episode from last Friday with our friend Brett here, I highly recommend it. The the funny thing is, I I got a message from someone today who's like, I've been watching it but the news cycle so fast that like news from like three days ago is like already just you know you're you really are beholden to the news cycle one thing i love about what we do here is like you're kind of like it has to be current events but some of these stories are a day old some of these stories are breaking news some of them are a couple of days old it's more because it's public interest you have a little bit more leeway with what you can cover plus i've also found that a lot of times when i'm covering something if i would have just waited like 12 hours 
for the next day. There's something else uh, comes into it. Somebody makes a comment about something that would have been really nice to add. So yeah. you're kind of battling. One of the best things I think about covering culture, both like in this format or writing it, is that like you can spend as much time focusing on it or expanding on it as you want to. Um, you don't necessarily have to have a reaction to uh, the news on a timely manner. Exactly. And I think that they're one of the other cool things is like as someone who consumes it you don't have to consume everything sometimes with the news cycle you if you miss out on certain key details it's not you're not as well informed or you're not able to uh you it, it takes more sort of patience to be a part of it whereas this you can pick and choose as it fits your interests yep that's well it's uh part of it's like figuring out what fits other people's interests so what mm -hmm. do i think that hannah claire will like what will miracle like uh, what will Carter like? What will Dane like? Mm -hmm. So video games for Dane and Kanye West for Dane. Uh, today we have Britney Spears. I don't know if that. I don't understand the, why I became the like. Oh, you know who we should, when we should talk about Britney Spears when Hannah Claire's on. Exactly. That's. that's I don't understand. I've been never ever listened to. I've, I think, listened, I've heard one of her songs the same way. I'm sure both of you have. I've it, never owned an album. I've never been to a concert. I don't watch her music videos. It was more like one segment we did went well, so it felt like. Uh, <laughs> it's stuck with no, you. I appreciate it. And to be fair, I am fascinated by like some of the um, I think privacy said issues and legal issues that go around stuff. No, I get it. I'm a girl, so we should talk about girls. Yeah, Whatever, exactly. patriarchy. Exactly. No, it's all, it's all my fault. It's patriarchy. No, I'm work. just kidding. I'm just kidding. So uh, speaking of Britney Spears, we're just going to go right into it. Um, we've got... I, I have a, a couple of things that I want to ask you first as a journalist about this. So this is about a... Uh, Britney Spears seals major tell-all book deal. First of all, I love the, the, that the term tell-all book is coming back. Like, yes. it's not it's not tell-all reader, uh, mm -hmm. uh, tell-all Kindle, or tell-all uh, digital reader. It's tell-all book still. Mm -hmm. But I want to know if this is... Uh, I, I pulled up three separate articles. So she pens a $15 million, million dollar book deal. Uh, my first comment is that it seems low to me. Um, and second comment, so here's the first article. This is just the original announcement from TMZ. Then there's this Variety one. You can see, I don't, I don't know if the Variety one's over on, on your tablet there. Uh, and then we've got the Rolling Stone one. And if you notice, there's a very strong difference in like the quality of the picture. Is TMZ telling me something by using this picture? <laughs> um, well, I know that this is a thing. I was going to say, like, there are some publications that don't have access to, like... Well, TMZ has access. I, yeah, hopefully they would. Um, I think what they're probably trying to communicate to you is, like, this girl has been through some stuff. So the book will be good. Um, mm. Well, or, or, like, worth your money. what is it going to be like to read a book written by well, Britney Spears? Well, they tend to... Her Instagram captions are wild. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, they tend to use the worst photos of certain celebrities, especially like Britney Spears and Kanye West. To no, make the them... Rolling Stone one's not that bad. You want to? No, so I'm saying the, no, no, no. Like the Variety saying... and the Rolling Stone one are both like that. I love that Rolling Stone photo of her. That she looks one... half her age there. Mm -hmm. Maybe we talk about Britney Spears because Brett loves her, not I... because I. Hey. Okay, there's a, a professional wrestler named Liv Morgan who just did a thing where, like, uh, whenever they do pay-per-view events, they a lot of the wrestlers will wear, like, specialty outfits. You mentioned Sasha Banks came mm -hmm. out dressed as Sailor Moon once. Liv Morgan came out in the red Britney Spears, uh, oh. like, um, whatever that material is called. It's for Rubber. Toxic. Yeah, for, she came out in that, like, in, like, a, an homage to that. Mm -hmm. So I just thought that that was interesting. And uh, she's uh, she's been through the ringer, this one. I feel bad for her. It's been a lot. You know? But, yeah, Rolling Stone. Stones will always use a good photo. That's what I noticed. Good and then Van uh, Variety will use it like 50-50. And then like TMZ will use the worst ones, especially like celebrities who 
they know they can get more bank like um Kanye West or Britney Spears because they want people to click on it and go like oh my god they look like a tragedy mm-hmm. yeah tragedy hot mess but- yeah I was also gonna say like this iconic like um you're looking at the variety one right now mm-hmm. like some of the pictures are sort of what we think of Britney Spears as, like yeah. bottle blonde, tan skin. She's like an early 2000s girl when that look was really popular. Um, and the other one is like, for TMZ, is it kind of juxtaposes like what you think of Britney Spears versus mm-hmm. like what you, what she is like now. And they covered some of her other scandals more intensely. So mm-hmm. the, I'm not pinning anything on them, but like maybe the downfall of Britney Spears is a little bit more marketable for their readers versus like, don't you remember who the celebrity is? You yeah. Know, using mm-hmm. a more uh, recognizable photo, I guess. So the Variety article, I think, is the best breakdown of this. It says, Britney Spears has landed a massive publishing deal for a tell-all memoir. Variety is confirmed with sources close to Spears. I always want to know who these people are that are the sources. Like, I want to see somebody make a movie based on just, it's kind of like when a, in, a, in a police procedural when a guy's like, I called my guy at the at Department of Justice. I'm like, I want a show based on the guy see i think of like other news things where it's like i have a door a source deep i have a inside. source deep don't in- ask who <laughs> i want i want stuff about a guy who's like it's like his like he, he's just really nice and he's the guy for like a thousand different people i there's some tv show that i always forget the name of that's about a weed dealer who like they just refer to throughout the whole show as the guy mm-hmm. and like it follows him but every episode is about someone he's like showing up their apartment to like sell them weed yeah mm-hmm. and it's more about the person but he is the common link to them all and they only refer to him as the guy or he's in some people's phone is like you know like leaf or like yeah. whatever it mm-hmm. is and i always thought that was a great narrative framework in my I youth like, i had a lot of the guy in my phone but i thought I was it was young. an interesting way and like i think at the end of one of the seasons they reveal a little bit about him but mm-hmm. like barely anything you really don't He's know the vehicle even though, to tell even though he is the link which yes. is i think i think that's really cool um I, wanna, I, I think a similarly a story about the source could be similar. I want to see, like, the guy, he's just too nice. He can't say no to anyone. So he's just, like, every day he's fielding, like, he barely gets his regular job done because he's fielding 50 calls from agents that need favors for, oh like, God. oh, I got to call my guy in the crime lab. <laughs> and, like, that I want guy, to be like, he's just always, like, you, you know how like you have cop I, shows where it's like the local police are trying to solve it and the FBI comes in or and like they're, they're always, and, they're always dicks and then their everybody. source is the exact same guy who's like man they need to work it out <laughs> yeah the, the FBI is just always a dick to everybody in all those shows like uh, they're always just and then, and then when the show's about the FBI they're really nice to the local people and it's uh, it's all about perspective or we make it a Hallmark version and the source is like lady female fbi agent would really like hometown sheriff hands- i'll tell them both that they i'll give them information but won't tell them the other one's coming and then they'll go on a date handsome ho- handsome hometown sheriff who's a single dad yeah and then they fall in love with busy you know federal investigator yes i think this is a movie go watch there's a tiktok or it's a, an instagram channel called max the very good boy who does um really funny hallmark movie uh pitches that are really good i don't know how we got on this topic but i love it i'm, I'm here for it also let us know if you want brett and i to write a hallmark movie we, oh we could write we probably good, would we could that. write a good hallmark movie so okay it's a, uh <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry okay uh go ahead uh i was gonna say you said this sounds low um in 1994, Pope John Paul II got a book deal for $8.5 million. And I think this one is more... second to the Obama's book deal. Yeah. So, like, it's it's uh, well, it was... it's it's high. It's not the crazy highest. The Clintons, Bill Clinton had a 
15 million dollar book deal in 2004 so so technically she's making less because the currency has been devalued it's mm-hmm. they said it would be 19 million dollars today hillary clinton's was 14 million in 2014 okay uh bruce springsteen had one called born to run in 2016 for 10 million you know it's high it's not earth shattering it shows you how uh they they frame these articles because uh, a bunch of the ones that i saw listed it as like a landmark publishing deal so it's like kind of a landmark it's significant it's one of the higher ones for mm-hmm. sure looking so, at this list so but. it says publishing house simon and schuster and spears have secured a deal for the pop stars memoir the book will provide spears accounts of and commentary on her rise to fame her music career and her relationship with her family i before we go on i'd like to compliment myself for reading that properly um, as somebody who has been having a hard time reading lately. As a professional I'm, reader. It's nice to have a good day. Patting myself on the back there. That was fantastic. Okay. Good five job. more articles to go. Yeah, I know, right? God help me. <clears throat> <clears throat> deal terms were not revealed, but an individual familiar with Spears tells Variety that the deal is record-breaking in nature. Page 6 reports that the agreement is worth much, as much as $15 million. And what I assume is like there's more available on the back end, like depending on how many copies get sold. Uh, I'm sure there's like... Um, the quote not quotas but numbers they have to hit to to get a further uh yeah. not advanced but a further um implementation like they'll of the pay contract. her 15 million dollars to write the book and then there'll be money after that yep. like based on copies sold because mm-hmm. publishing is like if you don't make the money back like a lot of publishing deals time. you if you don't make the money back you have to pay them back mm-hmm. uh, on your advance yeah so yeah like the publishing industry is nuts it says variety has reached out to simon and schuster for comment news of spears book deal comes several months after the pop stars conservatorship was terminated by an la superior court judge i believe in this i I believe that the suspension in this is the best interest of the conservatee is that how you say that conservatee Mm -hmm. uh judge brenda penny said last september the current situation is untenable so this is really fascinating to me because um this was always going to happen. And like I imagine like when all that news was coming out about Jamie Lynn Spears writing her book, she's like, Yeah, well you wait till I write my book. She posted on Instagram and there's gonna like be a book writer. off. She wrote she uh she sent Jamie Lynn Spears a cease and desist letter mm-hmm. uh saying you can't profit off my story, basically. Wow. And our fan my fans won't tolerate it, nor should they. And then she also posted on Instagram, uh, the TMZ article has a copy of the post, like a typewriter, and it said, Should I start from the beginning? Oh man. Um what she, what she should have taken a picture of whoever the guy is that's going to be ghostwriting it. That's what I was going to say. Like, are See, you, there's a Hallmark movie. Have you movie. read her Instagram captions? Because they are maybe this is why we're a having, little all over the place. Maybe I this, love the intent and creativity. Maybe this is why we have you on to cover Britney Spears. Because you know about Britney Spears' Instagram captions. Oh my gosh, I do know a weird amount about her. What's happening to me? I was um, right all along. I, I, I started checking on her Instagram when she converted to Catholicism earlier, or late oh, yeah. last year, or in the summer. Um, that was a good one. Good for her. Miracle, would you read this book? Or you have any interest in reading this book? I don't read celebrity uh, books because I don't care for them. Yeah. They're just like normal people to me. They're not like normal people. They're they're weirdos. But uh, my, my fa- we're going to talk about that later when we I- into I grew up in the, California, so everything's normal. When we get into the COVID story. Uh, but the, the point is, is that I think that this is one of those things where they should have, we should have somebody in college write a book, a book report on both the Britney Spears book and the Jamie Lynn Spears book. And they have to make a, a, like a college thesis for some class on, on the Spears sisters and then, and then write some crazy report. Well, I feel like that actually be a really good exercise if you're trying to teach people about like discerning the truth. 
like if you read Jamie Lynn's and you read Britney Spears, you have to like separate out like mm-hmm. do you, if you're reporting on like just the facts. Yeah. Like, okay, they said they were born in this city and they both say it and we can verify it this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was actually going to say is when I was a senior or when I was going into my senior year of high school, our summer assignment was to read a memoir from a list. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it would be really funny. Like we had like 30 to choose from. Weirdly, everyone in my class chose the same book except for one girl. What book did they choose? We all ended up reading Glass Castles by Jeanette Walls, which is she's a writer for the New York Times and she had a really unconventional childhood and they made it into a movie. The book is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it would be fun to be like, okay, young TikTok and Zoomers, like pick your favorite celebrity memoir and read it. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Miracle, like I'm with Miracle. Like I, I, as much as we talk about that stuff here, mm-hmm. like the lives of, like I just, I have a weird thing against celebrity worship. Like people are like, oh my god, they're so, look at, they're this person is everything. I'm like, yeah. no, they're not. Seriously, well, you're you're damaging yourself by and, thinking that way. And tell all books can be kind of like. I don't know. I, I try. I think that there's it's like a, a white bal- lie. Right. And there's a balance between like taking in information and learning an inside perspective versus like gossip in someone's diatribe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say I have read several public figures books. I read Lauren Graham, who plays uh, Lorelai Gilmore. I read her memoir, which I actually really liked, but it does kind of cover more than like, and then this scandal, and they said this to me. It was about her sort of progression through the arts in from like wanting to be an actress through her time on different TV shows mm-hmm. to like now she's a writer. She's published several novels. And I find that really interesting. Um, and I read uh, A Tell All by Roger Stone, which about the Trump yeah. administration, which was also kind of fascinating. Yeah. But so we'll see where this goes. I, I have I have a feeling that uh, I I wouldn't read it for for a book for like even for like work. I don't know if I would want to read because it's going to be uh, like I said. I I would like to see the story about how she and her uh, her ghostwriter end up becoming in, in a relationship and then make the hallmark. Um, she's movie engaged to someone else. Sir? I know. What? <laughs> Why do I know this? I'm tricking you into admitting why you're our Britney no, Spears aficionado. Stuck in my head. Um, you just what about love her? I don't. I think it's like she's just around, and I'm used to hearing about her. But maybe I do. Um, that being said, how about when you guys, for every time you guys review an episode of show, I'll read a celebrity tell-all, and then I'll give you a synopsis and review. Perfect. Oh, that's cute. That's, I love that's that. a good idea. That's a good idea. We could actually do that. We so. can do that. Superman and Lois is coming up. Yep. So it's like that's like okay. Oh, I don't actually want to read. So can I assign reading duties to someone else? That's me. Uh, we will. Uh, well, so I'll be like your personal spark notes for celebrity gossip. Perfect. Books. Perfect. We will. We're going to do that. Here's so, some service. I, I'm not. Uh, I, it's not really going to be for me to read. But I just thought it was. That was a large amount of money. But it felt like she would get more, considering how big of a news uh, item that was. To mm-hmm. I, I, I think that people aren't going to be as interested in this. I think it's slightly overpriced, personally, because there's already been a Netflix um, series about her. Some and of the conservatorship is so dying much down. easier to just watch the. I think there. She does have a very hard. I mean, she did a really serious Vegas residency. She does have a pretty. Co- uh, committed fan base that's mm-hmm. lasted for a long time mm-hmm. and she is in some ways uh, not just a celebrity but sort of a cultural juggernaut yep, icon she's an icon um, so there is a chance that it'll be popular I'm just not sure it's going to be like the revelations we're all expecting Although yes Miracle. I'm going to assign you to read it. That's what I'm going to do. Miracle's going to cry the whole time because I'm going to make her read the book. We have a new segment called Book Report. But book Report. And sorry, it says Mir- Miracle. It's just Miracle just crying while she has to read books that she doesn't want to read. Did you guys have to make like uh, dioramas and stuff for your book I did that in elementary. Yeah. And then after that in high school, I don't recommend this, but if Sparks Notes lets you copy and paste, do that. I... 
<laughs> I disagree with this. We do not. But I literally went to paid paid lots of money to get a degree in book reading. So I mean, it's a little different. Well, like I um, actually just like it though. So. No, like what I used to do. So like weird thing. I like Shakespearean books, mm-hmm. but I buy like the actual book and I write notes for it. What the translation is and like what how I translate it in my head, and then I had the Spark Notes version. Yeah, and. I remember I brought the Spark Notes version to my English class, like my AP English class, and my AP, AP English too. Yeah, and my AP English teacher was like, "Get that trash out of here." I think there is a place for synopsis or Spark Notes, like especially when you're reading text that's like mm-hmm. more dated or like for clarification, like yeah, or you know, I I'm not like I just don't think you should. I don't think you should rely on something like that mm-hmm. rather than form your own critical thought. And that's well, just how I feel about most things. Well, I like having all four things because like my mind is a weird place where mm-hmm. like... Look at the background. Her mind <laughs> yeah. is... Uh... It's a very weird place. I but like for me, I like it when people read to me when um when I'm reading like old stories like that because like the language is so different mm-hmm. and my brain can't process like certain words like they use... um They... They use a lot of old words that we don't use now, mm-hmm. um, especially. So it's just nice to have something that's translated in modern text that I can understand, but then I have somebody else read it, and then I have my own mind translate it, and then I write it down and go like, it means this. Yeah, It says sure. you're a wench. I get you mean. Mm-hmm. Wench is such a good word. It is. Wench is a fantastic word. We should bring that back in bomb diggity. I'm working on it. Bomb well, diggity is not coming back. I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm closing the door on that one. Oh, you broke Jessica's heart. She wanted that back. Bomb bomb diggity staying gone. Sorry. Uh, Uncharted is getting uh, a sequel. Likely. Uh, this was not a surprise to me, or at least not a big surprise. The movie did much better. Okay, let me rephrase that. I have to sometimes like filter out like what the the media sites are saying as like fact, and then what is the actual truth of the matter, which is like the the movie. Um, performed on the high end of its expectations mm-hmm. but then they they always use language like crashes past you know explodes past their expected uh, um, release date uh, income blah 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 they they use words that are very very hyperbolic yeah. but uh, uh, the movie did much much better than they originally thought it was going to do mm-hmm. it opened to 50 million now 50 million that's a holiday weekend it was president's day so technically you count the monday totals in there as well and uh, that's strategic they pick that weekend yes on purpose, they do right? they do they very much do that on purpose so it says uncharted sequel is likely it says the uncharted movie starring tom holland and mark Wahlberg is a hit at the box office which means a sequel is likely the flick blew past expectations at the box office as it brought in 51 million domestically way ahead of the low 30 30 million dollar estimates now what i saw was that it was like 30 to 41 million dollar estimates for the regular weekend which is about on par with it did about 40 million 41 million or it did about 45 million i think for the three day and then 51 for the four day right mm-hmm. so um yes so it says uh uh add another 88 million for the foreign gross that is where the it's it's helped tremendously by the by that amount there uh and uh 88 million for the foreign gross and uncharted has a worldwide box office of 139 million the budget on this movie was like 120 million so it's going to have to make way more than that to to go uh profitable mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of times when they're making stuff like this they're also including the idea of like what is this going to bring to eyeballs to our streaming services when this uh when it's done so so wherever, because it's a Sony movie, so that means it'll probably end up going to what Paramount. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's going to Paramount. Uh, it'll right end away. up going to because uh, yeah, this is Viacom, CBS. So it says uh, fans like the movie a lot as well as the Rotten Tomatoes audience score is ninety percent, and the fans in our Facebook group have also liked the film. I think that's uh, l- seeing like like Sony put stock into what the actual fans say is an important turn in our culture as far as movie, uh, as far as like how they're green lighting movies. Mm-hmm. The joke is always like, if you go to the Oscars, it's just a bunch of movies nobody's ever heard of or seen because nobody wants to go watch <laughs> directors and writers, you know, um, get each other off for three hours about mm-hmm. how great they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, I also, and this is, um, this is the writer is being a little bit, um, or their editorializing says, I also liked Uncharted, as did my two sons, and while we were there, while there were weak moments, primarily with the villain, who uh, who we thought it, we thought it was great, uh, a great popcorn flick filled with cool nods to the games and some great action, and we want to see more. It's funny, because I made fun of the, the, the villains, and I was, uh, somebody's like, eh, they're, they're just bad guys. I'm like, you don't like them because they're women. I'm like, no, she was boring. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. What's this movie about? I'm sorry, I don't even know. It's it's it's, a video it's an game adventure. Movie. It's an adventure movie. It's it's about finding treasure. Uh, it's, is it based off an actual video game? Yes, it is. It's a video game series called Uncharted. And this typically struggles, right? I feel like the yes. only video game movie I've, I know of, in my very very small knowledge, is uh, one that Jake Gyllenhaal was in. It was like uh, an e- Egypt game. Gods of Egypt, maybe. It was um, a long time ago, but like there's also it was like, like Tomb a, Raiders. A video, maybe it was Tomb, Tomb Raiders. No, he wasn't in Tomb Raider. But I'm saying Tomb Raider's been made into a movie. There was an Assassin's Creed movie. There's Sonic. But some there's, of those don't do well. Most, most of them so don't do it's well. It's notable that it's performing well. Yes, and also it, it, it should be noted that just the fact that it didn't suck in, entirely is usually good praise for video game movies because they tend to be very below average. Do um, you think the fact that it has? Um, the Spider-Man kid. Tom Holland yeah. yes thank you um, is uh, helping it at all uh, judging by the amount of kids we saw yeah. at the at the premiere yeah I would Brett, say that young adults I have important news to share with you about your lady Zendaya do you know she and Tom Holland apparently own a house together uh, in London uh, th- I heard 3 million I heard 5 million I heard 4 million 30 minutes from his parents house everyone's very excited for them oh, how do you feel are you okay I could take it or leave it Okay, sure. He needs buddy. to cut. He, sure, he need, buddy. He needs to cut his hair uh, and get rid of that '90s uh, skeet the all 90s rich haircut. Are back, man. Uh, man with a vengeance, and it's just it's. Um, I'm gonna buy those hair clips for both of us so we can just torture him. Not until so low waisted pants come back, which I saw the other day. I hope they never come back. I saw a thing the other day about low waisted pants coming back. I'm like, see the they '90s. Are. The '90s really are. You know what's going to do, right? It's going to encourage women actually uh, to not just like uh, go to the gym to take pictures. They're going to have to actually work out because you won't be able to hide it anymore. See, I think if you work out and you wear high waist jeans it's better i feel like it's mm-hmm. cool that your pants hit at the smallest part of your waist yeah and but it's like, it's it a, does that weird v line it's done on purpose it is false advertising mm. no that's the reason mm. the ones who work out a lot literally pull it down to show that it's actually flat down jeans there makes your torso look too long which throws off your proportions mm. but this is this is not a fashion segment of our podcast. it could be uh, so, um, it could, but i, I want to go be. there's there's more info there's uh we get some uh, a letter from the president of sony mm-hmm. here which is why i thought this was interesting it says uh, spe- uh speaking of the uncharted sequel will not officially announced by sony yet director ruben fleischer f- uh, uh, filled in on deadline that he is hopeful uh and i I had that article pulled up from the other day.
day where he says, basically, it's like it's up to the fans to go see the movie if they want this to get a sequel. And I, I hope that this holds up. So there's not any competition this weekend coming up because it's just uh, Dog and that one movie that neither of us, that, that one Naomi Watts movie that neither of us had any interest in seeing. Nope. Um, but then the weekend after that will be The Batman, which means it's going to get it, it, it'll lose that weekend. But this letter is from the head of Sony, and it says, Dear colleagues, it is President's Day in America, but we are open in most places around the world today, and we have another global triumph to celebrate. With over $100 million in the box office, world, in box office worldwide in just one weekend, and a 90% positive audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, I want to point that out. He said audience score, not critic score, because nobody gives a crap what critics think anymore. Sorry, critics. Oh no! Uncharted is a new hit movie uh, movie franchise for the company. This marks a great victory for a single division in the com- for every single division in the company, as the film was our major our first major production entirely shut down by the advent of COVID. Advent of COVID. That works, I think. It does it. Okay. Yet we persevered to complete a picture that the audience loves and marketed and distributed with a strategic verve worldwide, despite the pandemic. I love it when they use. Uh, CEO speak. It's like uh, verve. No normal person uses that in a sentence. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like when whenever we talk about the box office, they always say on the weekend frame. That's how they. That's what they frame the box. I love office. a good technical jargon. Yes, they love the. I love. I love watch. Somebody needs to make a channel where it's just a guy deciphering CEO talk. Or just delivering that. really plain messages yeah. in CEO speak. Yeah. It's uh, like, have you ever heard the one? It's like, uh, it's about a guy who's like, uh, he's like, how do you best describe your job? And he's like, um, he like makes the ice cream cones at McDonald's. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's really funny. I'm how, a like, lactose specialist yeah. for a multi-million dollar, dollar franchise. Yep. Uh, lactose. Uh, specializing in structural engineering. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lactose distribution specialist at a, multi, at a multinational uh, Fortune 500 company worth billions of dollars. So <laughs> the ensuing impact is proof uh, again that the uh, of the unmatched cultural power of real movies on the heels of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uncharted is yet another blow to the theatrical naysayers and further proof proof of the efficacy of our model. He is 100% right. These are all objectively at the very on the low end inoffensive good times at the movies mm-hmm. on the high end, uh, really good, uh, experiences for fans and, uh, normies alike. So to me, uh, more so than Marvel, more so than Warner brothers, Sony seems to be leading the way into bringing box office movies back. And they're literally just doing it by making movies that don't suck. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that sounds like that should be really easy, but in the current year we live in, it is very hard to apparently not make movies that are either full of linguistic propaganda, full of identity politics, and generally just full of suck. And we like things that aren't full of suck. Mm-hmm. So if they could do that, if you guys could just maybe, you know, Marvel, you're like right over there working with them. Just like copy their notes. They were mentioning Spark Notes earlier. If you could copy the Sony Spark. Pictures Spark Notes, mm-hmm. that would be fantastic. There's also Cliff Notes. Remember that. Yes. And I don't know if this movie is getting a China release. What I've noticed is like a lot of the people that I love, that I that I trust when it comes to movie reviews and commentary are very vocal about these companies working with China when it suits the and then they tend to forget when it's something they actually like mm-hmm. or they're like if it's a company that's making movies that they don't like they're more vocal about their uh, about their um doing business with china than the companies they'll still mention it but not with the same level of uh 
disdain that they do mm. for the other company. So it becomes a talking point mm -hmm. in a way. Um, it, very hard. Like a lot of people are seemingly ignoring that the Batman is going to have a China release um, because it's, you know, they want the movie to do well. Mm -hmm. And the people that have that issue, like, you know, I understand you don't want to work with the company that the companies that are the country that is, uh, has the stuff going on and the, the Uyghur camps and all that stuff. I get mm -hmm. that. But also it's funny because it doesn't make any sense because China keeps so much of the money anyways. Uh, in America, at the box office, the studio gets 60, or I'm sorry, the, the theater gets 60, the studio gets 40, it's, it's, or it's vice versa. It's yeah. one of the two. I'm, it's, I'm off the top of my head. In China, China gets 75% of the box office, full stop. Nah, all the studio gets is 25%. So what's the, it doesn't even seem financially worth it right. uh, if mm -hmm. it's bad enough press to me. So I don't know. I, I really am excited to see what Sony seems to be doing with Sony. Uh, and then also what um, PlayStation has, it's, what's the other one that's coming out? Or no, I'm sorry, that's Sonic's coming out. Through, yeah, it's for PlayStation. For Or Sega. 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 Uh, but that's coming, I don't know what studio is releasing that. Um, Isn't it it's, also? It's 20, can you look Sony? it up? Sony. Can you look up and see who's re re releasing Sonic? I I'm, I feel like I should I know that. I think you guys told me it was Paramount. I, th I think it's Paramount. Yeah. Uh, but uh, off the top of my head. Um, so I, I'm excited to see this happens. And the director seems to be very, very keen on, uh, he wants the audience to like it. And in, in an age where directors seem very combative rather than... Yeah, Paramount. Paramount, mind. okay. Uh, when directors seem more combative rather than um, you know re responsive to fans, just seeing a company take the age-old approach of like the... the Maybe the customer isn't always right, but maybe do your best to not piss the customer off. And if yeah. that's mm -hmm. if that's all I can get out of it, then I guess that's all I can get out of it. But they're going to get my business. Right. That is for sure. So uh, is this something you see in other industries? Like, I don't know what else you guys do for fun, but is it, have you ever been a part of an industry that is so like combative with their with their customers? Forever 21 sometimes. <laughs> well, it depends on what you mean by combative. Can you define it a little bit okay, more? Okay, so uh, I guess it's, it's partially because what we're looking at is commercialized art, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the director wants the movie to be their way. The studio needs the movie to be its own certain way. The fans, because a lot of this are existing properties, want it to be the way that they remember it from whatever the source material they're adapting is. And it becomes this... Uh, enormous shit show of people arguing about what it should be the director wants their creative control the studio needs it to make money but never enough to uh seemingly understand the the mistake of changing everything mm -hmm. when when you're adapting something that people love for a certain reason and then the fans are rightfully upset look at what's happening with lord of the rings like i am so thankful that i don't give a crap about lord of the rings right now with everything that's going on there mm -hmm. like i'm looking at them like everyone arguing about it i'm like oh, thank god that's not me <laughs> Yeah, I could draw a loose parallel to uh, fundraising. If, if I'm being okay. honest, like if you are the uh, person fundraising and it depends on where you are, but if you work for a nonprofit, <laughs> you know, you have objectives that while maybe you, you know, some fundraisers really love the mission of where they work. Other places are like, they're just born sort of salesmen. They are good at like making an ask and getting money. And their interests might differ from like why a person wants to give who then feels like because I've given money, I have authority over how the organization runs. Or yeah, okay. And then there are people who are actually run managing the organizations who might have opinions about the way both parts of those, that, those triangles are operating. So again, like I think that there is an interesting, like if your attention is how you spend your money, the fans are like, look, if we don't like it, you can't, you can make out, make 87,000 sequels, but you're just putting yourself in the red. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I think it is 
you know, I know you really appreciate this, that the directors are starting to partner with the fans as opposed to appealing to the studio. Yes. Yeah. Well, not just the studio, but to their own, like, they don't see it as uh, as adapting something for that people love. They see it as uh, creating their own something, their own project based on somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. But you're just aping off somebody else's hard work in years building something right. that has cultural significance. Uh, evil cannot create. Evil can only destroy. Yeah. Um, as and I say. think that there is more more to art and creativity than just like oh i am now going to reproduce something i mean mm-hmm. miracle like you were well real, you're not reproducing you're adapting you're That's- adapting or like i'm going to take it and i'm going to slightly shift shift the shape mm-hmm. and then i'm going to put it back out there as my own thing and like it there is more work that goes into it and mm-hmm. maybe uncharted is one of those things where although it was based on a video game they've really delved into making it their own it's uh, and in this one, it's just inoffensive. It's for the most part, from what I've been told, it's not uh, particular. Like so those major action sequences are based off the video games mm-hmm. or, or taken from cutscenes from the video yeah. games, right? So, uh, and my issue with it is more that they don't the the directors and the writers don't seem to have any respect for the material that they're basing it off of. But without that material, you wouldn't be having this job mm-hmm. because clearly the studios don't have any faith in people's newer uh, people's own individual work to do stuff that's based on uh on something brand new entirely they have to do it on something that worked well in another medium yep. yeah uh and that's where it becomes I, adaption not yeah. creation. i'm more forgiving of this i know last time i was on we talked about my uh my increasing frustration with the reproducing industry as opposed to the movie industry um i i i like this a little bit more than i like when they like take a movie and they're like well now they're all women well, now it's, you yeah. know, whatever. Like, at least this is, like, changing from one medium to the other, which does pose some challenges yeah. for the team behind it mm-hmm. instead of that, making it about basically identity and also, like, just trying to get a quick dollar off of something. You yeah. Know. Yep. So I like we, Dane's pitch of the idea. He's like, if you make a video game movie, can you make it realistic where they're trying, like, ten times on one level? Yeah, he wants to see, like, mm-hmm. see, like, scene, like, uh, aspects of like certain parts of video games that have been proven to be really challenging in general. Yeah. So the culture knows that 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 part of the game is really cha- challenging. It should be challenging like that in the mm-hmm. movie as well. Yeah, it's a really interesting. It would idea. be a cool idea if like they actually did that. But I like this one too because like you can also watch somebody play the playthrough, yep. and it's kind of like watching a live action playthrough. And for me, I'm less offended by whatever's different in this movie because I have, like I said, I I am always very like happy when I don't have a strong connection to the source material because then I'm not as offended by the changes as the people who are. But I understand why they are. Yeah. Like uh, I understand why they get annoyed when that stuff happens. So, yeah. So it is what it is. We will see. And I just want to support um, uh, any, not just Sony Studios, but any studio that's working to make movies that are once again for all audiences, not making these weird movies that only seem to appeal to a small segment of the population. So right. if you're, especially if you're going to make it a tentpole film, if you're going to make your weird art house movie for one small group, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not uh, yelling at people who don't go see it and telling them that they're bad people for not going to see it. But if, but when you make these big budget tentpole movies, they should not be segmented down for small parts of the population. It mm-hmm. should be for everybody. Yeah. So, which it hampers creativity, but they're not it doesn't hamper creativity it uh it hampers the ability to shove in you know your message into the movie but it makes it more fun and uh, movies should be fun i'm sick of edutainment mm. so uh i want to say that this is maybe the most cynical 
thing that it, it maybe this article is about celebrities who have gotten covid I just you think, just think it, I'm really into celebrity culture. No, this also I want to point out that we have two different like um, pictures like on the laptop that I have. Yeah, that Brett it, it has. shows it's, different. It has a K-pop star while Brett's has Justin Bieber. No, mine has a K-pop star too. On mine my, has on my, Justin Bieber. Yeah, mine had a K-pop star on my on the other one too. <laughs> what when you look at it? So I just think it's funny. This is what's weird about COVID. It's a it's a form of entertainment now. Yeah, we've had it for so long. But it, mm -hmm. it's weird. Like maybe I'm only it's I I'm only really appreciating appreciating it now because of like I'm doing this every day so it's the same thing with like celebrity deaths like I I see so many of them now because uh, of how much I have to read uh, so so it says stars who tested positive for COVID nineteen in twenty 2020, twenty in twenty twenty two Justin Bieber Jimmy Fallon and more this is literally this is as cynical as an article can get right. Well, I would say that this is probably coming up because COVID's been going on for two years. There's a sort of, with the Omicron variant, there's a question of like, how, where where do we stand? Are we reaching the endemic stage? And then uh, the Queen of England announced she was positive for COVID That's over the weekend. what came up when, if you look at the other article I pulled up from Glamour, uh, the the first, if you look at when, I, when you get the Slack message from it, the picture was of the Queen of England. Mm. Um, so I just thought this was, so I'm going to read part of the article, but really I just want to talk about, does this not seem like weird how it's become we are now like we've turned people's health and medical histories into a weird form of entertainment where it's like, who's going to be the next celebrity to get Well, it? I saw one a while ago pre in the pre-COVID days of uh, celebrities who have Lyme disease because Lyme disease is actually pretty serious. It can have like people can get over it, but it can have really serious long-term consequences. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I guess like two of the Hadid family, like uh, uh, Bella Hadid or one, Heidi, what is it Heidi that got it or no? The mom and then not Gigi, who has a baby, but the other one both have, mm. or maybe, I don't know, whatever. Like, and so it is like, I guess we don't really need to know that they have Lyme disease, except for maybe you're bringing awareness to the disease. I think that this is how they keep it, like, keep it relevant. When we talk, when, when, okay, when we did, when I did IRL, one of the things I mentioned to them was like, it doesn't matter what CNN's ratings are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. They could make, they could have 500,000 viewers an episode. It wouldn't matter as long as what they believe uh, is parroted by these celebrities who all have hundreds of millions of followers, mm -hmm. right? So they keep it really, I remember it didn't feel 100% real until Tom Hanks got COVID. Oh yeah, I remember and then that. it was like anybody could get anyone it. Anyone could get it, and he got it in Australia, and he had to come back. This is a logistical nightmare so, for all of us. So, so it's like they're, it's literally they're, they're using celebrity talking heads as a way of keeping it part of the public consciousness, mm -hmm. and it's just to me that is extremely creepy. Uh, and like if I but the celebrities do it too by being like oh I've got COVID you don't want to get this and then they use it to boost their own profile and it's become a clout chasing machine and it's also weird how notice how they never talk about the deaths anymore they just talk about people catching it yeah mm -hmm. I would be interested actually to see this article celebrities who have died from COVID celebrities that sounds really morbid but like what celebrities have have experienced COVID it's been fatal to them. And also, did they have any underlying health conditions? Yeah. I feel like that's the conversation. Because, like, again, this might as well be who has Lyme disease or, mm -hmm. like, who had Celebrities who got the common cold last Celebrities year. Celebrities who broke a bone this year. Yes. Like, well... That would be funny. You know what I mean? There is a list that they list, like, how many celebrities died. No, but I want, mm -hmm. like, what I'm saying to make this, like, 
more interesting would be like can you find a, the same list or mm -hmm. like a, like comparable lengths i think people don't want to put the effort to do the research and i think sometimes I people disagree, feel weird yeah. about reporting about death mm -hmm. like I, I no 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 they don't feel weird reporting on death there's a website where you can search up what celebrity is like dead and fluffy so the guy um the comedian Enrique Iglesias yeah yeah he did a stand-up um show on Netflix like you can see it he was like this website said Gabriel Iglesias Enrique yeah Gabriel. Enrique Iglesias a pop star I was like I don't think dang this it is they're the taking me off the celebrity beat guys <laughs> yeah Gabriel Iglesias um he was talking about it so like they do have a website where it says like which celebrity is dead like they don't care they'll list like how you died and like they said that he was dead so like all his family uh, family members and friends were like dude are you dead or alive i don't know that happens every once in a while mm -hmm. people have to like clear it up the, yeah the pandemic isn't over just as in 2020 and 2021 hollywood's a-list continues continue uh, to be affected by covid 19 in 2022 but uh they largely attribute their fast recoveries to vaccines Ugh. i in can't, can't touch that one in january late uh, late night with seth meyers only returned from holiday break for one show before suddenly having to go on hiatus after the omicron variants prevalence the bad news is i tested positive for covid thanks 2022 the good news is i feel fine see th that's the problem here the the, they they're literally turning it into a thing where they get to talk like it becomes like it's a way to like how can i become culturally relevant for a bit for mm -hmm. a bit how can i raise my profile a bit i know i'll tell people imagine some of these people just didn't have it and just yeah. were like that i well and like this list to be fair i'm just skimming through it like it, they get pretty sparse here there's a girl on the show the show below the deck which i have heard of but never watched yeah like there's uh, someone who I've never seen before ever, like Simon Cow Cowell. Okay, there's that, like some that makes me sa sad. The like, but they're fine. Like, why does it make you sad? Yeah, well, um, celebrities who the, who had a root canal this year, yeah. celebrities who like well had a headache. It's yeah, like that. well, you're asking earlier, like, do they have a list of which um celebrity died from COVID? So if you go on Glamour.com, it does say like um. The chipper Mary Ann, who played on Gil uh, Gilligan's Island, she passed away from COVID. I yeah, no, that. people mm -hmm. do die from it. It's just like... But she was old, too. She yeah. was like 92. Like 92, under Underlying health conditions. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus. All the celebrities who have tested positive for COVID-19 just tested positive. Not even sick. Not even sick with it. That's mm -hmm. just weird to me. Like, it, it's become this weird cultural thing where, first of all, people are extremely opinionated about it. Mm -hmm. And then, like, like this is one of those things that I just don't touch when I talk about it with other people. Because I, I, whatever your health status is, I don't care. That's your business. Mm -hmm. But the fact that people are now making it, uh, first of all, the, they want to do away with the idea that you should have your own medical privacy. Mm -hmm. and then these industries, like vultures, want to sneak in and then uh, profit off it because these celebrities are using it as a way to stay relevant. Well, mm -hmm. and it's a weird combination. <sighs> Nation. What? what justin baldani i didn't know i i just know that he's married to um yes okay seth Her. myers also had it yes as did jimmy kimmel Connie as Britton. is whoopi goldberg like mm -hmm. this i think okay ellen got have, it too i have one question i have a comment and then i have a question for both of you the thing about this list is like the media wants to there are certain factions that might want to keep the numbers of COVID seemingly High. High. They want you to be aware that it's everywhere and it's prominent. And so having a list like this might be like, look how long it is. It's not five celebrities, it's 20. Yeah. But we've had we've had this for two years and like there have been a significant number of 
cases. I mean, you might argue that there aren't as many fatalities in mm -hmm. comparison, but it's not like unsurprising that parts of many people in Hollywood have gotten it. Remember, celebrities are just like us. Yeah. What I would want the creepiest thing in the world is people who are like look at celebrities. They're just like us. Like I they get even, coffee just I like can't me. Can't believe they got it because it's not like they breathe air and live in a country that has been in a global pandemic. Oh wait. Well, also it's kind of weird. Like certain celebrities, like Kyle Richards, he posted on his Instagram. Um, some of you may heard I have COVID, and he's like posing with his family. Like it doesn't matter. It reminds me of those Instagram models who like pose and say, um sending my prayers and wishes for all the people who are in that tsunami or earthquake yeah and like, like a picture of them <laughs> it's a picture of them on a beach and like they don't give a damn it reminds me of that like, yeah i just think that i like, want david so on this where he makes fun of these families because yeah. he did that with the instagram models i think part of this is like we just have to remember that this is not that interesting of a story mm -hmm. and not treat it as more than that and to that end i would like to ask both of you mm -hmm. if you could put together a celebrities this year who did yeah. something what would your list be what do you mean by like if something? i were like celebrities who stubbed their toe celebrities who stubbed their toe or celebrities who bumped their elbow into a door cut their hand slicing it off yes avocado. that would you be like uh i was on my way to work and i stubbed my toe and i was almost gonna freak out and then i remembered that you know what you got this you got this you're a tiger i'm you, hashtag blessed you I, know hashtag we'll be weird about it and go like celebrities who actually pick up their dog feces ah that'd be that'd be a good one a la keanu that's a, reeves that's Remember a fantastic we really virtue way to virtue signal hey just picked up my dog feces uh <laughs> exactly. celebrities who had their, their assistant pick up their dog food yeah i know right mm -hmm. like Cele oh, celebrities who actually drove to work today yes gosh that'd be, that funny. Would be fantastic okay. mm -hmm. celebrities like, with speeding tickets how about that yes or that's like public record baby we can get, <laughs> we can get that brett's got like new plan guys we new get plan. new segment like we're oh my gonna God. do this celebrities who um celebrities who actually did their nails today or like just random like that 22 celebrities who dyed their hair brown like they, it's just like it's just like i'm not that into the COVID thing but, that, like but i'm saying list. that's what what i find fascinating is how it shouldn't be fascinating to these people it this shouldn't be of interest like i read this article i'm like why yeah, we're here talking about it brett it clearly got i'm you. i am no the, but there's thing. i am now part of the problem yeah and making, i think there is an aspect too where like people they know people are going to respond like some people are going to be like oh my gosh can you believe it put your mm -hmm. mask on and there are other people going to be like covid's fake you <laughs> know they know they're actually going to hit two audiences by producing yeah, uh, yep. an article like this and i don't help by by being fascinated but but the thing is like i'm not fascinated by the celebrities getting covid i'm fascinated that other people are fascinated by it like it's it's weird. Although to it's be like fair, fascination exception. You know, maybe whoever wrote that article was like, ah, I gotta I gotta write my fourth piece of the day, and the, like I don't know what else to do, man. Yeah. I I actually I I, I I bet you they give the elite writers COVID stuff because it probably does well. I feel like it's anyone who has like a dentist appointment. They're they, like just just, just throw go, out a quick just, listicle. We'll get some photos going. Like you can get out of here. I love the term listicle. Mm -hmm. I love listicle. that term. Listicle is one of those things. Like uh, uh, listicles were so 2010. Like. Watch I'm gonna bring them back. I still love Watch Mojo, even though I haven't watched it. I I love watching old Watch I Mojo. Love watch uh, I worked a really boring office job mm -hmm. for a while and like would listen to Watch Mojo. List I learned so much about. Do you listen to Miss Mojo? Yeah, all like uh, any of those that like mm -hmm. YouTube producers. Like I have, I've listened to so many. It it just again, I just worked a boring office job. Have you, have you ever seen the video of Tom Holland meeting Miss Mojo? Yeah, that is fantastic. No, like for me, I don't like um, Watch Mojo because they stole 
content from one of like one of the bigger YouTubers also. His name is John Solo. He did Oh no, that's a different. Never mind. I made conspiracy for no uh, reason. fake news. Uh we're going we're just going to call her alert. we're just going to call her fake news Mary. Oh wait, no, no, no. They didn't watch Mojo do the Mulan story like the real which Disney princesses are actually based on real stories. I don't know. Oh wait, yeah, they did. I they haven't watched much of I mean, uh, I still like there a lot of those old channels have kind of like I still love cinema or like uh honest they, trailers. Yeah. But they're not really good anymore or Yeah, cinema never Sims. mind. Never mind. I retract my last statement. They did steal from him because he did a story about the real story about Mulan. Okay. And like they stole that idea but they made it into like 10 facts that you didn't know about Milan. Oh, that sounds about right for yeah. them. Yeah. And it got more views than his original video. No, they have So I I don't really like them that much because they will steal content from other YouTubers. You what do you mean by stole? Like they like they, they stole his actual video? No, they like basically they took the exact same words he did, but um and then Can't they prove changed it. Yeah, that's true. You can't prove it, but then like he said the clip art also Okay. There's a lot of comparisons and contrasts right there. Okay. But it's whatever. He's it over it. it. He's like, just come to me and listen to my top 10. There you go. Yeah, watch Mojo's. I feel like I'm 25 again thinking about watching Mojo's. It's okay. I'm just going to watch Smosh games again. All right. So just hide. The, um, I have some weird takes on this one. This is Nicole Kidman. Um, Nicole Kidman's Vanity Fair cover slammed for making her look like a schoolgirl, which is a bit of a clickbait headline because that's not really the issue. Most of the people that I've seen talking about this article were talking about, they were talking more about the extreme Photoshop that was going on with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. Um, Wait, it's one of those. You're things telling me that's not her face. <laughs> no, there's one of those things that's like you you look at it and you're like, I there is something off here. I can't put my finger on it. You just you don't just, know what just, it is. You know it in your bones. It's a, it's a little bit unsettling. It's it's one of the it's one of the downsides of art is like when it's really good. A lot of times when it's really good, you don't notice it. But when it's really bad, holy! It's like C CGI. When CGI is really good, the best CGI uh, you don't see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it's the whole thing is weird, partially because like it's ugly. Like it doesn't even the color palette's ugly. It's she, ugly blues, ugly greens. Like, Looks like I, an old I Canon like GL2 bright colors. I like maximalism, but then like her outfit seems weirdly semi-business for this garden. Unless it's supposed to be like a slight ode to like the yellow brick road and there's like the gates and she's wearing slightly red shoes but i don't really know why you would do that and also like why she sort of looks like she's been like in a medieval <laughs> like bodice refer and her like everything's gotten torn off like nothing really makes sense no, about this it's like and, I, her, and like she, she, there's something about a lot of cocaine was done when this when this was written i'm sure not good I oh. like not the not, good cocaine i just not understand i can't vouch that but like there's something about it that just visually doesn't look right and again like she is beautiful and she has nice hair and like she's obviously very toned and stuff but like there's something about her body that looks off to me too and i don't know whether i need to blame photoshop or just like a weird um first of all those colors to me are awful it looks like an old canon gl2 camera for anybody who loves video mm -hmm. um that's exactly what the greens and blues liked on looked like on those old three ccd cameras uh so it says uh 54 year old actress nicole kidman has graced the cover of this month's issue of vanity fair magazine it's 28th hollywood issue the article covers everything from her recent role as lucille ball by to making herself sick 
playing an abuse survivor in Big Little Lies. I never saw Big Little Lies. It also delves into her allergy to introspection and her quest to remain humble. The story itself, however, isn't what's causing waves. Wait, she has an allergy to introspection? That seems bad. Mm. It doesn't seem like that's something to brag about. I'm gonna have to think about that. I'm gonna have to think about what I, really I, what hate I think this about outfit. that. I hate it so much. So it says, what is uh, going on? Instead, <laughs> observers have taken issue with Kidman's apparently heavily photoshopped image on the cover. Those criticizing the artistic direction of the cover and Kidman's appearance within it have questioned why a strikingly, be- a strikingly beautiful 54-year-old woman is being paraded to look like a schoolgirl. I mean, is that what that's supposed to be? Mm. It just looks weird. I can't it- tell if she's supposed to look like a schoolgirl or like a weird librarian no i get where they're talking about because those flats and that hot um, no no i understand what they're saying mm -hmm. i just it's like i don't know that i would quite say i don't know where the schoolgirls are that uh that have that uniform but um i just don't think that's a thing weird has has vanity fair like given a comment about why they made this sometimes they'll say like oh this cover was inspired by Mm -hmm. i didn't see anything that said vanity fair responds so it says she's nominated oh say it says uh those criticizing the artistic direction of the cover okay yeah why why was she made to look like a schoolgirl? others posited that it that while kidman has a fit physique the one adorning the cover of the magazine is not it the performer has acted in over 80 film and television projects over multiple decades she's nominated for best actress in the upcoming 94th academy awards for her role as ball and being the being the ricardos she's been nominated for the same okay so that's just i i found another article here that says why the internet is so mad about uh over this controversial nicole kidman cover and this is the one i found was more interesting so it says australian royalty nicole kidman's latest vanity fair cover is an entire is the at the center of a raging debate on the interwebs and for good reason let's get into it good luck good start there mm-hmm. uh it's no secret that hollywood has it out for older women um, I would argue that it has never been. There's never been a better time to be uh, older or of um, differing body types or yeah. uh, not the traditional beauty standard in Hollywood. I, I feel would, like right now our is, previous. What do you mean they have it out for her? She's currently working. She's on the cover. <laughs> she's on the cover of Vanity Fair. Well, where do you want? Like, well, no, it's 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 one of those things. That it's been telephoned so much. That it's just accepted as true. Now, are they? Do they get the same jobs that they got when they were twenty? Nobody does. Guys get uh, guys. What they're mad about is that women's women's biggest roles will always come when they're in their Mm twenties, and mm -hmm. men's will always come when they're in their forties and their Mm fifties because they grow into a hardened action hero, Mm -hmm. um, a muscular FBI agent. You grow into those roles as men, whereas women, their value and their beauty starts at a younger age. Yeah. Well, and I also think like if this is like an. a bid to be like, oh, well, I'm older and look, I'm dressing sexy. Like, mm-hmm. you you look trashy. There's, like, you don't have to wear clothes that looks, like, ripped up to... And she to, probably... She didn't pick this outfit. Mm-hmm. This well, is, well right. theoretically, she would have been like, no, I don't want to wear that. Like, I'm sure her contract isn't that they get to dress her in whatever <laughs> she wants. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I, I think that, like, from a, a fashion perspective, like, this isn't even on trend. Like, I guess it's sort of low rise and that's on trend, but like nothing about this is like appealing. Like it doesn't, it doesn't in any way add to her reputation as someone who is stylish or elegant Mm -hmm. or timeless or. I think of like um, Robin Wright in the show uh, House of Cards with the long dress 
uh, that fits her very, very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very uh, elegant. Like that's what I, like that's what you'd think of as uh, a Nicole Kidman wearing and something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it says um, there's long or been something like really dramatic from like a, a designer that has like a really great command of structure and yeah. like beading. Like it doesn't have to be minimal because you're older, but yeah. like. This doesn't make any sense. Well, it, if you go on Vanity Fair, it says, like, she's a movie star. She feels like she just walked out of drama school. Drama school. So it is supposed to be a like movie. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a, that. A drama but, school girl. <laughs> see, this is like girl who answered a crisis ad who was like, you want to be a star? We'll put you in our movie. Yeah, yeah. the camera loves you. Yeah, but the camera the loves article, you. Just so you know. The article has nothing to do with like what the photo is. It talks about like her new role to be Lucy in um Oh, I guess they're movie. drawing back to old Hollywood because yeah, she's playing Lucille Ball in being the cargoes. Yeah. There is so much gorgeous modern fashion that's inspired by like that era and this is not it. And then also, um, to bring it up, I searched up another article where it talks about why it's so weird like it's a part of their new portfolio so it's called new hollywood portfolio and basically to mark the occasion of our 28th annual hollywood issues we sorry sorry, no no you're good we present the iconic hollywood covers times eight scenes from real and imagined from gravitational centers of movie making so basically they're trying to reenact like so that's iconic supposed to be movies. part of an iconic movie. What that movie? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let me see. I want to. So it says there's long been complaints of women in the acting industry becoming typecast as mothers and wives when they hit their 40s, despite mm-hmm. crusty 50 year old male actors still holding lead roles mm-hmm. as fathers, mm-hmm. as FB, as businessmen. Mm-hmm. That just happens to be what as men. Maybe Hollywood oh, should write more interesting roles for women. Of yeah. all ages. Imagine that. Well, right no, here. we have to reproduce a movie that we've already made seven yeah. times. Yes. Well, it says right here, if you continue for the first paragraph, it says the talent in front of their lens hardly needs an introduction. Nicole Kidman ushers us inside the gates of Hollywood. Kristen Stewart, lounge above LA and Skyline. Oh, those are supposed to be the actual Hollywood gates. No wonder it's so unappealing. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then Idris Elba reunites the car culture and pool club um no pool cool what pool cool in one perfect frame okay. so basically it's like a series like it's talking about hollywood okay if this is a series it's a uh, off to a rough start yes. yeah so it says uh there's a lot to say about this toxic cult the buzzwords yeah the buzzwords are back uh it's it's a lot to say about this toxic culture but the key topic flooding our screens now is pressure for women to look as young and sexy as possible again i don't think that's so then we made someone have to look women want to look younger anyways but also like if this is a cult then Mm -hmm. why are you also feeding into it by doing the exact thing that you're saying you don't like yeah so uh, it's just weird uh, uh, this is not like this is pressure on everyone to Mm -hmm. look um that's the whole um we can't see it on here but ah, that's, shit. Uh, yeah so i'm showing them like all the is it right there i'm not I, i'm not gonna go search yeah it. so basically on vanity fair it shows all eight of the um magazine covers and it's nicole kenyon kristen stewart who doesn't look like kristen stewart um idris elba who is oh that makes sense so they made a car into a swimming pool and he's in there and then there's um benedict cumberbatch and he's with swans and his like shirt and jeans are wet for some weird reason 
Don't know what that is. Who is the artistic director of um, right now? I don't know. And then there's... Um, I'm so sick of this. Uh, uh, obviously, image what editing... What the fuck is happening? Obviously, image editing and unrealistic expectations of women. There are unreal... If, if you think that the guys in Hollywood are uh, even less... Are any less um, attractive, mm-hmm. you're wrong. I, I'm st- sorry. I'm still stuck on... There are unrealistic expectations of women who are forced to look young and sexy. So to prove that point, we put her in somewhat of a school well, this isn't vanity. This isn't Vanity Fair saying this. This is just a, this is a vlog. This is a yeah. blog. Somebody talk. This is, this is somebody else's take on it. So that's, yeah, that's just weird. Like but the Simu Lu one is weirder. Guys are just, men in Hollywood are, if you think uh, like, uh, have you ever seen the meme? It's like, a, it's like girl, it's a girl. She's like, I like geeks. And then she, and then it, shows a picture of Henry Cavill with just like an eight pack and enormous muscles building a computer. Mm-hmm. It says the geeks she likes. If you think the men in Hollywood are any less uh, unrealistically built, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least at that level, right? So, and it, also then it's like, well, not the 50-year-old guys they're talking about in these... Uh, in these shows, you know, where the, you know, it's the joke about the dad is always like this middle-aged frumpy looking guy and the wife is always smoking hot. Yes, that is true. But there's also plenty of women in Hollywood that are not uh, supermodels that are getting plenty of acting roles okay. too. Yeah. It's just not, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, it's getting weirder. I found more articles and it says it's talking about these celebrities landing their dream roles. That's got nothing to do with this, I though. I don't understand it, this It still all. doesn't make... Well, it's a part of the series. Like, there's more this articles talking is, about the series. I just, I, we're t- I'm talking... I want to talk more about the... It's uh, it's about the, the picture. First mm-hmm. of all, the Photoshop is awful. It is. Uh, and it, it to me, it is this thing where it's, it's always about um, unrealistic beauty expectations. We're in, like, the most tolerant time for beauty in the history of the world as far as what is considered beautiful by society. Mm-hmm. You're encouraged to look different now as well you should you should not uh want everyone to look exactly the same all the time sure not everyone is going to look like a supermodel not everyone is going to go to the gym uh six days a week so that they have the perfect uh the perfect figure but the idea that they're saying that this is only a thing that women's go through or that we're not in a a great time of change in the industry is stupid because Mm -hmm. it's not true uh, look at shows like This Is Us. Us shows body types of all sorts on mm-hmm. there. There's uh, we just got done watching Peacemaker. There yep. are characters of all sizes on there. It's it's not a, it's one of those things where I feel like the, this is a talking point that has been done for so long that they do a disservice to the progress that they have made by pretending that progress isn't happening. Hmm. And I hate that. What's the point of making progress if you can't actually acknowledge it when it happens? Right. 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 So, and in general, just the the text, uh, like, why wouldn't you use white text for the Vanity Fair logo? Um, it gives it a vintage look, I guess. No, yeah. but if you want vintage, you want it, like, more a rustic feel than that. Yeah. You know who I feel like not wearing that outfit? That outfit makes no sense. It doesn't. But who's, like, kind of aesthetic, I feel like, would fit on this? Lana Del Rey. There you go. Yeah. I feel like she has a kind of ode to vintage style naturally. Mm-hmm. that would have kind of gone with this mm-hmm. again i don't think anyone should be dressed in that outfit i don't care that she's bearing skin i just think that it's actually unflattering it's an ugly outfit it's ugly yeah. it's not cute it doesn't well, do anything for her yep I again agree. like this whole series is just about them like landing their dream role and then for hers it says you might think 
her as one of the biggest stars in the world, but Nicole Kidman says she loves to approach roles like she's fresh out of theater nah, class. They're just like us. Yeah, they're just like us. They're just like us. Just remember no, that. Celebrities no. are not that weird. Just, Pass for me. Exactly. Uh, would you That's, do a Vanity Fair yeah, cover? Yeah, Hannah, Hannah Claire, what would you wear in your in your Vanity Fair cover? Well, that's the thing. Like, Vanity Fair is a major publication. Like, mm-hmm. think of the access to, like, couture gowns that she could wear. Like, there are, there are, there's clothing that some designers produce that is just like a work of art. It's technical. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be on trend. It can be whatever you want it to be. Like, this is like a moment. And, like, instead, you put her in something that you would have gotten at, like, a Spencer's in a mall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the aesthetic they were going for. I, Hollywood was born in a Spencer's just, in a mall. I don't get it. Hollywood was born in a piece of trash that we And I feel it. like in some ways, like, if this is Nicole Kidman feeling like she's aging, like, you make yourself look weirdly older by doing stuff like this. I agree. It's, like, it's just kind of sad. I like it when she does her classy looks. Like, you know, when she wears long gowns. I felt like she... Her was- hair looks gorgeous in mm-hmm. it. Like, yep. if she had some cool, stunning, like really like cool red dress mm-hmm. with like maybe some fun like layering and yep. folding well, and like well yeah. if you look at the whole portrait where they have all the celebrities for all eight issues where they're all together she is wearing like a lovely red gown and like her hair is like all flowy it looks nice on her i think it's more age appropriate maybe they did this so it would be controversial you know Ugh. what i mean that could be it that could be Ugh. it uh podluck Podluck, Podluck and actually our theme song for Podluck. We, we need a we need a theme song for Podluck, and also this is a special segment of who the hell asked for this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I that that was more of an introspective who the hell asked for this than a who the hell asked for this. Um, Kate McKinnon joins Margot Robbie in the Barbie movie. Okay, nice live action Barbie. Uh, uh, being as how I am b- very far and away the last target demographic for this movie, I would like to know, did either of you ever ask for a live-action Barbie movie? No, Barbie is already making enough movies for herself that she doesn't need it. Well, there are a lot of Barbie spinoffs. Like, it's one mm-hmm. of those, it's Child's Toy, but there's, like, animated versions. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if you remember this. Tyra Banks was in, like, I don't know if they actually called her Barbie, but it was, like, a Disney movie where she... Like, there was a, a doll that came to life. This girl, like, wished that her dad could, like, meet someone after her mom died or something. Oh, Disney does that trope a lot. I don't remember what it is, but I know she is, like, you know, the box looks like a Barbie, but it's Tyra Banks. So, so it's vaguely Barbie. Yeah. Because Barbie would have been owned it's by like, It's, like, that era where, like, it's Barbie, but maybe they can't say it. Um, And so, like, that is... Oh, it's called action. Life Size. Life Size, mm-hmm. yeah. It, that's, like, vaguely... See, look how pop culture you are. That's yes. amazing. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's Thank amazing. You. I like it because there's this scene that like got turned into a gif where mm-hmm. like she like goes to work at an office. I don't remember the premise of the movie, but like, yeah. you know, she's like this life-size doll that suddenly has to adapt to modern world. And like, there's a picture of her like sitting at a computer and like typing and looking happy. And then mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's just like letters going on the screen. That's amazing. <laughs> and people will post it and be like, me at work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to see this movie. Yeah, basically, it has Lindsay Lohan in it, mm-hmm. and she accidentally turns her doll um, to life. I have to make my shut um, up. I have Nobody to ma- cares. I have to make Nobody my cares. what's happening. I have to make shut up. my mandatory uh, announcement nope. that me and Lindsay Lohan have the same exact <laughs> birthday and the same exact day. Oh, no, Just, is she gonna celebrate it with you this uh, year? Uh, no. Also, Larry David. 
that is. Are you happy that Create, your curb your enthusiasm in, in Seinfeld? Are you happy that your birthday buddy she made a Super Bowl commercial about going to the gym? I saw that. It's well, dumb. Well, she's promoting unrealistic beauty standards, saying that you should go to the gym. Where are her? Where are her organs? I I love that one when they're like, "Where are their organs?" I don't know. Is it true that Tyra Banks is like? actually meaner in person ruthless businesswoman I've never yeah. met her so um kate mckinnon joins margot robbie's barbie movie like i want to know the process like did was margot robbie just looking in the mirror one day and like looking at her resume and her bank account she's like i can make a barbie movie. no i think some producer looked at margot robbie and was like, <laughs> that's a barbie mm-hmm. well in, in the in and the, i really like margot robbie in the politically correct world we live in today i'm allowed i'm surprised they're allowed to make it at all uh kate mckinnon well, she'll probably like i don't know leave her husband and you know get a job yes Ooh, I mean, to be fair barbie's had lots of jobs that, yeah this is true That's barbie like could thing. be a surgeon and a runway model and a flight attendant yep kate mckinnon is the latest a-lister the to ultimate em- feminist icon barbie <laughs> dude you remember the barbie where it had the baby in her stomach yeah there's <laughs> all kinds of crazy barbies oh my god that like scarred so many kids and then they had to recall that one barbie doll where it had a dog and it like its poop was magnets what I don't the, know that. I one. don't know anything about. That, I feel like that's in the depths of the internet. That no, you I that have one. that doll. I have that doll, and basically they recalled it because dumb kids were swallowing the magnets. Miracle really hates dumb kids. She says that all the time. To be fair, they're they're a challenge to society. She is. She's like <laughs> she she hates. She's like those kids ruined the Kinder toys, so I couldn't get my little toy because they kept eating them. <laughs> Miracle's kind of a drag. <laughs> I am. Ooh, she's getting tense in here. I think because someone, it's what we love about her. You keep on talking about Lindsay Lohan and your birthday. So Who cares about Kate, Lindsay? Kate McKinnon also a Barbie? Uh, a Barbie in We're, yeah. we're going to talk about it. So this is uh, the, the SNL star is in talks to join Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Ferreira, and Simu Liu, America's favorite Simu Liu, oh. uh, in the Warner Brothers movie. Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are directing, uh, wrote the script for the long gestating project. Thank you for using the term long gestating Hollywood report. I appreciate that. Uh, with Gerwig set to direct, plot details are being held tight in tight to the pink vest. That was very clever. Mm. Uh, Robbie is starring uh, as Barbie and producing the project via her Lucky Chap banner, alongside Lucky Chap's Tom Ackerley. Mattel Films, so Mattel owns. Would, uh, yeah, I love the idea that Mattel has a film division. And yeah, we're just start- for Barbie. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's, uh- <laughs> They'll probably have a publishing house. I mean, like, there's so much Barbie paraphernalia and product out there in the world. The two-time Emmy winner will star next in. The, well, next star in the Peacock series, Joe vs. Carol, playing Tiger King personality Carol Baskin. That bitch, Carol Wait, Baskin. Uh, Kate McKinnon, McKinnon is yes. going to be Carol. Yeah, she's going to play so that. Funny. Yes. Um, so it says, uh, go down further. But I want to go through the synopsis with you because I, I, I found the synopsis and I, I love it. Mm. <clears throat> so is this the, do i finally get to go to the movies with you guys in the yes. movie yes. yeah. this comes out a doll living in barbie land is expelled for not being perfect enough and sets off on an adventure in the real world a live action oh feature film that's the that's the pro so she's not perfect i, I don't know who's telling margot robbie that she's not perfect yeah, enough but margot you robbie? got way too high a standards my that's friend true. And my, uh, margot robbie has like her own wiki feet um page too like I know that because in nope, su- that's it's a miracle <laughs> in the suicide squad everybody was like oof sorry but yeah uh if that's not perfect enough your standards are just a dead too high barbie yeah. land president I don't, I don't mayor person think anyone understands like 
I think Margot. Oh come on! I think Margot Robbie kicks the Barbies out who is for the, not being interesting. Who enough. is the Barbie there that they compared her to? That they were like, you know what? You're not quite pretty enough. You're also, not pretty like, wait, wait, wait. How tall is she? Maybe she's not tall enough. Ooh. Maybe that's. I think the, she's like five eleven. I think she's pretty tall. No, I mean in the movie, like they're all Amazon women. Yeah, like what is like not perfect tall? Enough. What is this? Also, it's like all the Barbies are mean, and she's not mean enough, and that makes her not perfect. Like. Must I think be. I think Margot Robbie kicks the Barbie. Maybe out. she's not dumb enough. They're like, you're not dumb enough, so we're kicking you out. Also, like, where where is? Oh my God! What? what? She has the same birthday as me too. Stop it! That's cute. I can't wait oh. for this joint birthday party. It's gonna be so fun. Are you gonna invite them now? Not the same year, oh. but same. D- Are you and Lizzie Lohan the same age? Yes. Where were you born? Were you guys born in the same hospital? Yes, the same hospital. We were no separated way. at birth. Uh, it's like. Uh, that's I, exciting yes, um, i slowly hate this conversation wow. uh, yeah I, now i'm just enjoying it because now miracle's just like i don't care about this i but slowly that, hate it. That, that that's a super coincidence holy crap okay so uh when's you, your birthday you, uh july 2nd july 2nd yes um so uh you're gonna come with us to see this movie i will suffer through it i will suffer through the indignity of seeing this movie uh, so I honestly will suffer through the indignity of seeing this movie just because I want popcorn and I feel like you guys talk about going to the movies all the time if they don't while we're recording and then I'm like, oh, movie popcorn and then you guys go and I never get popcorn. I'll be really pissed off if they don't play Aqua's song Barbie. Barbie girl. That would be a huge loss. It would. Although maybe a little bit on the nose. Like it every, would. It'll every- be interesting to see if they play this as sort of like making fun of themselves or like mm-hmm. what happens there you know that um that band got sued because barbie was like you're putting our name in the bad way mm-hmm. because that song is a little bit adult mm-hmm. i don't are they actually allowed to do that i don't know i'm not a lawyer but i don't know if they're I've actually never followed al- up on that lawsuit i, I, I knew I, I knew there was a legal controversy yeah about the, it, it was it's like, like infringement of trademark yeah but like that song was a little bit too adult for like little kids but uh, i remember watching this vhs tape where this little girl she's dancing in front of stage singing that song so who cares it's cute it's mattel cute. loses barbie girl lawsuit ha a california federal appeals court declined today to reinstate a lawsuit from mattel inc alleging that the pop song barbie girl infringed on the toy maker's doll patent ha Re- Recorded by the Danish band Akol, you know it's Danish people. It's basically they love a, Barbie. It's a free for all over there. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, uh, I, I just uh, we got one more story to do, and this one is mm-hmm. so weird. The I have no. I, so what's I, up next? Uh, Tilda Swinton tried to kill her brother when they were children. <laughs> I I literally did a hard transition there so that you could understand how weird it was to like be scrolling through a website and that's just there, mm-hmm. and you're like, huh? You need to go to therapy, girl. What? Like, what does <laughs> okay. that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean? What does she mean? She tried to kill him. Like, she was murdering him, or like, let's go. Let's, 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 that was the face I made when I was, I was like, what? Okay. It says, have you ever had one of those moments where a memory from your childhood has, resur- has resurfaced seemingly out of nowhere? Sometimes it takes an event in the present day to prompt something from decades previous to reemerge in your mind. If you're lucky, you'll be reacquainted with a memory that leaves you feeling all warm. Are you okay? Yes. uh, Yes, I am. Uh, (laughs) Bug behind me. Uh, An event leaving you all warm and fuzzy, but if not, you might stumble upon something dark and disturbing that was clearly buried for a reason. Oh boy, that was uh, that was the case for Tilda Swinton following the horrific murder of James Bulger in Liverpool, nineteen ninety-three. An incredibly sad case. <coughs> uh, James Bulger. Do you mm-hmm. know it? No, I don't. He was like a 
toddler maybe like two years old and he was in a shopping center with his mom and he was standing right next to her and she looked down and he was gone and it turned out two boys who were like oh the 10 year old 10 year old boys yeah led him away and then beat him to death my god it was it's really really tragic my goodness that is awful uh i i i read a headline about it recently mm-hmm. then because it's news said the age of the boys uh the the two-year-old was killed by ten-year-olds John uh, John Venables and Robert pa- Robert Thompson in a case that shocked the country and prompted Oscar winner uh, Swinton to confront a troubling memory from her own childhood. Speaking to the Telegraph in 2011, the Avengers Endgame star recalled, "Years ago, when James Bulger was murdered, every newspaper every newspaper front page was talking about evil. At that point, having suppressed it for years, I remembered when I was four or five, I tried to kill my own brother." Uh, elaborating on what exactly happened, she recounted, I went into his room to kill him and saw some ribbons from a bonnet going into his mouth and began to pull them out, and I was discovered saving his life. Wait, so, so I had this strange reputation, my brother's savior, and no one knew I wanted to kill him. Wait, what? So she, she went to his room. She just casually admitted that at the age of four or five, she had homicidal no, impulses. She, I mean, like, Kind of, but also she said, I went into his room, saw something in his mouth, so I pulled him out and people saw me, but I went in there to kill him and actually saved yeah. She did not say I was going into his room. She said, I was going into his room to kill him. That's different. No, but like she said, she went to her room to kill him. Fine. But then actually he was already in the middle of dying. And she was, it feels like. How like- does she know she didn't hear him like choking and well, thought, oh, he's dying. Well, went um, into his room and she is misremembering the impulses that she had. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. that's I would give her more of the benefit of the doubt and think she's misremembering it. Maybe like she, when she, when this happened, she started to worry. Maybe she started to like, it started to imprint on her and she started overthinking it. Yeah. Or like, like as a kid, she thought like. I wasn't like kids feel weirdly responsible for things. And she's like, Oh, I was in charge of watching him. And like, he could have gotten hurt. Like I, it's like, yes. I wanted to kill him. Also, this is an interview from 2011. Yes. Why is it resurfacing right now? Let's find out. So it says, it took the Bulger case for me to remember that I seriously wanted to. I thought, why does this happen? Why doesn't this happen more often? Speaking in November, former Supreme Court, Supreme Court Justice Lord Brown of Eaton under Haywood said that uh, it was time to banish the long shadow of the Bulger. Okay, I think something about the Bulger case is coming back up in the news and likely somebody read this and mm-hmm. thought it would make good print for now. Uh, as he backed raising the age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 12. Hmm. So, so that was in November. Like, campaigners believe the case accounts for the reluctance of the authorities to increase the age of criminal responsibility. Because uh, they were like, I think, sentenced as adults, ultimately. I mean, that makes sense to me uh, in this case. Lord Brown says a 10-year-old's mental capacities are not comparable to... The, is it that much different from 10 to 12 as far as like this type of impulse? I mean, I think that whole age group, there are huge bounds every year in terms of emotional development um what i what i have always understood about this case is the idea that one of the boys was predisposed to uh sociopathy and violent tendencies and and the other other boy you know there's like an idea of like a madness of two and so if they're like there's a like a dominant personality and a weaker personality that Mm -hmm. you know we saw this with the slender man murders yes so the guy with the homicidal impulses was clearly the alpha and led him to commit violent Mm -hmm. acts it doesn't make either one it doesn't make the beta no, it does personality not. less responsible, no, it does not. but it is interesting. Uh, and I think those, that age group, there are other cases like this where kids at this age make really intense social mm-hmm. bonds. And if they're with unhealthy people. It kind of reminds me of like, she reminds me of one of those kids that are like, I see dead people. 
Like that's all of no, a sudden, those are not like, kids. That was a movie. No, no, no. no like the, um, on Twitter, there's like a whole sub. Um, there's like a whole thing, like the hashtag where they talk about it, and like Reddit has a subreddit where they talk about where their kids had like random moments where they talk about like homicide or like how they died in their past life, and they yeah, point well, out where they died. Kids have like I think one of the biggest psychological challenges mm-hmm. for children is understanding the concept of death yep and that it's permanent right because yep. like you'll hear stories of kids being like you know you tell them a grandparent died mm-hmm. and like they've gone to do whatever they, yeah you know and they're like oh we're right but are we gonna see them on tuesday because i always yeah see on like tuesday. almo like on sesame street there's an episode of, uh, like where almo and his dad is talking and like almo's like oh we're are we going to see um i forgot what the uncle's name is and he's like no we're not going to see your uncle anymore he's gone now mm-hmm. he's like well when is he coming back and he's like no he's gone forever and he's like no he's not yeah forever and permanency mm-hmm. is such a strange concept for children yeah um but also death is like not something they experience hopefully very often yeah one of my younger sisters when she was a toddler mm-hmm. a- about two saw a dead bird in our yard and yeah. he had like flown into a tree or something just died like you know wasn't like horrific wasn't like mangled yeah uh but i remember her like pointing and being like what's that what what is the bird doing is the Mm -hmm. bird sleeping like she could tell immediately something's off birds don't lay on the ground and then she had a nightmare like two days later and said there's a dead bird in my bed Mm -hmm. and i remember it being like hard to explain to her like she's okay but like that her mind was clearly still wrestling with the concept Mm -hmm. of this bird do you think it's also like the concept that like kids um they're when they're born into this world they're like a blank slate so basically you have to mold and fold like mold them into a human being that is capable to handle these things and that's why like when they see death for the first time it's like a shocking factor to them I think that's part of it. I think another factor is that there is so much that kids have to absorb Mm -hmm. basically by the time they're 18 that their mind can't possibly completely logically sort and process it all. So like Mm -hmm. we were saying before, like maybe she is remembering a time her brother was near death and she feels like she was responsible for it. That's what I felt it was. But it's not necessarily that, like she says earlier in this article, like he was a third boy and I was disappointed, but like, also that doesn't mean that she like walked around plotting to kill him i mean i really Mm -hmm. feel like for this you'd have to like see a true profile where her mom Mm -hmm. is like no she regularly tried to like push the baby or like Mm -hmm. she never wanted to interact with him or whatever it is yeah like in this one it really sounds like she's associating him choking Mm -hmm. with like her being responsible for it yeah Yeah. um and i don't feel like i mean she does say like i went to what did she say like i went to i went to his room to kill him yeah like did she actually or did she mm-hmm. go into his room to see if he was dying because she could hear him? That's what I'm, like uh, she it's could really be hard to tell. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like um, Fantastic Beasts, like the second movie, where one of the main characters she talks about like her worst fear, and it's like basically she killed her brother, but she didn't mean to because like she said, yeah, he wouldn't stop crying, so I put him in a different crib mm-hmm. and replaced him with a different baby that wasn't crying. Mm. And then like when the ship went down, she was like, uh oh. <laughs> yeah my bad where but, did she get the replacement baby well like on that ship because like you know Craigslist. How, yeah well like you know how on cruise ships before like you can bring your whole family and some people bring their infants like how people bring infants to a movie theater mm-hmm. because they don't have a babysitter so you bring your baby along so that's how she found a second baby that wasn't crying and like transfer it over it's kind of like that concept where, i like, feel like i'm missing huge parts of this story <laughs> you have to watch i've never it. seen the movie so i can't comment on it but. well it's in the second movie the second movie was like a flop to me hmm. but it, it's just like um 
for me, I feel like kids are very gullible and naive, so they don't know certain things that could be harmful or they're saving. Like in this case, like she doesn't know that her brother was actually choking. She was like saving it by like taking out that piece of thing. Does it say what she um the brother was choking on or no? Uh, bonnet. Uh, what? It's a, the like a baby cat? I know, but why is it choking on that? I don't know. But um, like if it was mm -hmm. put to sleep while wearing one, like you have to be really mm -hmm. careful what you put put into baby's cribs when you're putting yeah. it into bed. I think this is like sort of clickbait. The ribbons from the yeah. ribbons from a bonnet. Yeah, this is definitely I mean that like I said, if they if it is clickbait it's clickbait they did well because I saw mm -hmm. it and that was literally what I did. Well I, was, and I what think the it's hell? it's her too, she's trying to be dramatic. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, something we could be here for another 30 minutes, but like, do you remember when Lena Dunham released her memoir and she mm -hmm. talked about putting sand and pebbles into her little sister's vagina because I she was just experimenting? Thank God I don't remember that. Yeah, well, and also female day, privilege. Way uh, to ruin your day. Like, ugh. that's something that really happened. And we're all like, that, like, the media was like, I know, it's kind of a weird story. But wait, didn't they say, like, she. That was kind of pedophilic. Yeah, her. It, it was like a fairly weird con. Like it was a weird thing to say, but she was like, mm -hmm. "Oh no, I'm I." I don't know if she felt like she was safe because she was a celebrity, or if it made her sort of avant garde. Imagine well, mm -hmm. what feedback she got. But I feel like this is sort of similar. Like she doesn't actually think anyone's going to stop hiring her if she's like, "Oh yeah, I have murderous oh, yeah. thoughts." Mm -hmm. But they went away eventually. I only wanted to kill my brother. Like I, I just who hasn't right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. Like this is weird because, like again, like a lot of people want to identify or like have something to make them like have people pay attention to them mm -hmm. so they make up shit like this well and like to your point she's mm -hmm. saying like he was the third brother and i was disappointed like mm -hmm. disappointment doesn't justify homicide you weirdo but i actually feel like this isn't really that is celebrity weird. privilege only yeah. a celebrity can say weird crap like that and have it not be like it would have been cuter she was like yeah i was disappointed my brother was the third brother and i was the only girl so i try to return him to the store yeah that would have been like a cuter story where she thinks like she babies come she from the store sort of weird so we all look at her yes mm -hmm. so Ah, yes. Weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Hannah Claire, thank you. Hey, so thanks much. for having me, guys. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. And you can also find me on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. Mm -hmm. And she will be back next week because she will not be here yes, on Thursday. Makes me very sad. Well, thank you guys for understanding and yeah. not giving my spot away, hopefully. We will not. Carter's Mer taking Your audience is going to be like, no, once a week is enough of that. <laughs> no, no. Everybody loves having you on twice a week. Mm -hmm. Miracle? Yes. Share with everyone your social media. I don't have social media because it rots your brain. She is 110% right about that, which mm -hmm. is why you can follow me on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. And then for the show, please go to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to the channel, please. Like the videos, leave comments, all that stuff. I refuse to give the whole spiel. Turn the, hit the notification bell or whatever you're supposed to do. But after you do that, hit please that click bell button. Uh, the description box will give you a link to the Spotify playlist that lists all the episodes start to finish. It is the unabridged version. It is the best way to watch this show but it is not just on spotify it is also on apple music uh, or on amazon music apple podcasts and on pandora and on social media please follow us on twitter at pop culture underscore show and then make dane very happy when he comes back for our episode tomorrow by following us on facebook and on tiktok at pop culture crisis and we will see you tomorrow bye guys bye